And this morning, I would like to title my sermon as How do we, how to break generational curses? Breaking generational chains. You know, some of us go through many different things in our lives. All of us go through many things as we are born in this world. But this morning, I just want to, you know, this is a topic which cannot be dealt with in a few minutes. But then this morning, I'll just try to, you know, give or try to lead you in a proper direction according to the word of God. Breaking generational chains. You know, we go through many sicknesses in our body. We go through pains. We go through sorrow. We go through many difficult moments in our lives. And this morning, God is telling us there are something that you need to be aware of is something that is passed on from one generation to the other generation. So let's get into the topic further this morning before, uh, without much delay. So I want to read a couple of scriptures from Exodus chapter 20. That's where I want to base my sermon this morning. Exodus chapter 20. If you can open, your, open the Bible with me. And God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other God before me. One of the Ten Commandments. Verse 4, Exodus 20. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. So again, narrowing it down to verse 5, God says, Do not make any idol and do not worship any idol. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Verse 5, you shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and to the fourth generations of those who hate me. But showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. And this morning, I want to talk about what is being passed on from generation to generation. Can you say with me, generation to generation? generation? We know our parents. Do you know your parents? All of us. Some of you do not know your parent. Any of you here? Good. Thank God. All of you know your parents. Do you know your grandparents? All of you. Some of you would not have seen maybe your grandparents. Have you seen your great-grandparents? No. Most of us know. Some of you, maybe. Right? Thinking now, some of you are thinking, oh, who was my grandfather, by the way? Right, so, so you know, great-grandparents probably would not, would not have seen. And what about the previous generation, the fourth generation, fifth generation? No idea. 
Maybe my 10th generation, he was a murderer. Who knows? Maybe my 3rd, 4th, 5th generation, he was a witchcraft. He was doing witchcraft. Who knows? No one has any idea where we have come from. What is our lineage? What is our bloodline? We don't have any idea. And God says, I will visit the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth. In a third and fourth, I believe they are just symbolically given third and fourth. Not necessarily that it should stop at third and fourth. It can further continue. Fourth generation of those who hate me. You know, God is against those who hate God. He's a merciful God for those who love him. But he is a God who hates the wicked people, those who are against God. Throughout the Old Testament, we see that. This morning, we are going to talk about the generational sin, generational sickness. And the third one is generational behavior. Can you say that with me? Generational sin, generational sickness, and generational behavior. Just, you know, try to follow me very closely. Let's go, take us, and let's go to the Garden of Eden to our forefathers, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, they sinned at the Garden of Eden. The first human being on the face of this earth. They sin at the Garden of Eden. We call that sin as a virginal sin. Can you say virginal sin? And because of the virginal sin, the entire human being is affected. Even I am affected today. Everyone, all our children are affected because of the virginal sin. And then comes there our ancestors. You know, we have a huge ancestry tree. All our ancestors, our father, mother, and grandfather, grandpa, grandmother, and you know, great, 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 everybody there in the tree. So ancestry tree. So all our ancestors are there. As I said, we don't know what they did. They were loving God. They were hating God. No clue. No idea who they were. And in generation after generation, we started inheriting sin from them. Then comes our own generation. All of us, those who are sitting here, those who are listening to me. We do sin in our, our lives. You know, we cannot really blame our fathers and forefathers you know, for all the sins that we do. We also sin in our lives. So it's called self-willed sin. Self-willed. At times we know not to sin, but we sin. Do we sin? Yes. All of us sin. So think about that, you know, all the, the original sin and the inherited sin and all our own sin, they are all piled up and they are there somewhere. They are there somewhere. Let's talk a little bit about sickness now. We are talking about generational sin and generational sickness. In the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve sinned, God pronounced curse on Adam and Eve and on the ground. Sickness started from right there. From the Garden of Eden. And what about our ancestors? Our ancestors, you know, they were also having a lot of sicknesses. We do not know. We do not know. They were dealing with a lot of sicknesses, all our ancestors. You know, genetically, we started inheriting sickness and disabilities and disorders from our ancestors. And self-inflicted disorders. We go and hit ourselves somewhere and we get into trouble. We, when sickness comes, we don't take medicine at time. And we keep prolonging that sickness in our lives and eventually 
It will become very severe. We inflict sickness over our body. Think about all the sicknesses, the original sickness in the Garden of Eden and all the genetically inherited sickness by our ancestors and all the sickness that we have in our body right now. Putting all this together, it's a huge amount of sickness. What about the behavior? The Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve. What was the first behavior they showed to God? Disobedience. They did not obey to God. And secondly, they, they were murderers. Can you imagine? Our great, 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 I don't know how many times great, forefather, he was a murderer. What about our, our, our ancestors? We do not know how they behaved. How they behaved with God, how they behaved with people, how they behaved with their spouses, how they behaved with their children. You know, how many times murder had happened in our, you know, if you tra- trace it back to our, in, to, our, to our lineage. We do not know what kind of wickedness they were living with. And today our own characters, our own behavior, adding it up all together, we have a huge amount of behavior. And all these are kind of, you know, transmitted from one generation to the other generation and eventually they're all going to our children. Now this morning I just want you to bring to this context of what our children are getting from us and through us. So basically what is passed on to the generation now? Sin, let's talk about that next slide. Sin, original sin coming from our forefathers, sin of our ancestors and all our sins adding up together and sickness is the curse that was originally pronounced on the ground and on the human being and the sickness inherited by our forefathers and from them we inherited sicknesses and we carry sicknesses in our body today. And all the behavioral issues of disobedience, murder and all kind of things that God hates they were, they, were, they were found in all of our ancestors and they were inherited generation after generation. And today they all come to us. And we carry all these kind of behavioral issues. So what we inherited from our parents and what we are passing on to our children. You know, this morning it is very important to know this and to realize because we need deliverance first of all in our own life and we need deliverance for our children. I don't want my son to go through what I have gone through. I I believe that statement is true for everybody. Do you agree with you? With me? You know, you don't want your children to go through what you are going through today. You want them to have a better life. And that's the reason, you know, this morning it's very important. And you may say that, you know, it's all in the Old Testament what the reference that you gave. What about in the New Testament, the time that we are living in today? You know, I believe God has not changed. Isn't he unchanging God? Our God is an unchanging God. Exodus 20 verse 5 says, You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them. It talks about idol worship. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me. God talks about idol worship. In the Old Testament, God is against idol worship. What about in the New Testament? In the New Testament, idolaters will not go to heaven. Bible says that very clearly. Idol worshippers will not go to heaven. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 9 and Revelation chapter 21 verse 8. Bible clearly says, idol worshippers will not inherit the kingdom of God. Idol worshippers will eventually end up in being in hell. They will not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, this morning, 
God wants us to know that he is not a God who changed. No, he is an unchanging God. And at the end of the scripture, Exodus 25, verse talks about, you know, visiting the iniquity of the father upon the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who, can you say that with me? Those who hate me. And God says, God is not visiting the iniquity of everybody, that those who love God, but God is hating God is, you know, visiting the iniquity of the forefathers into the in a, a future generation of those who hate me. Our forefathers, many of them hated God. They were not godly. I know for sure. And most of us know our forefathers, they were not godly. Even some of our parents, they don't hate, they don't love God anymore. Not yet. So God says. I will visit the iniquity to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me. In the New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 22 says, If anyone, if anyone does not love the Lord, let that person be cursed. It's not only in the Old Testament that the Bible talks about curse. Paul talks about curse here. If anyone does not love the Lord, in the morning teacher was leading us in the worship and he was mentioning, do you really love the Lord? If you really love the Lord, you know, you worship him. Bible says, and I'm afraid, Bible says, because if anyone does not love the Lord, let that person be, let that person be cursed. And that's what the word of God says. So God has not changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament. This morning we are talking about generational sickness, sin, and the behavior and who pronounced the curse upon mankind? Any idea? Who pronounced the curse upon? You know, many times when we, we talk about sin and sickness, curse, we blame the devil. Because of the devil, certainly because of the devil, curse came into the world. But who pronounced the curse? God. Let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 25 verse 15. Deuteronomy chapter 25 verse 15 Bible says, But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, Deuteronomy 25 15, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I commanded you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. You know, listen to this this morning. Our God, we know that He is a loving God. He is such an affectionate God. But God pronounced curse upon you and upon me. And that curse will come true when we do not obey the Lord our God. Can you say that? Do not obey the Lord. If we do not obey the Lord, the curse that God pronounced are going to come upon our lives. Some of the, some examples of family, family curses this morning, just for you to get an idea what we are talking about. Listen to this. Some of the curses that we deal with today. And this morning, I believe God wants us to you know, get out of these things. That's the reason this morning God is speaking to us. Family curses signs some of the examples here. Mental and emotional breakdown. Sickness and diseases. Generational curses. Of diseases, female problems, barrenness, menstrual problems, and miscarriage, breakdown of families, and separation we see in families, financial insufficiency, 
Always we are short. Always we don't have enough. Always we, 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 we borrow. There is an economic curse. curse. Accidents. Sudden accidents. Abnormal death that are occurring to our families. History of suicide. You know, sudden termination, you know, coming to an end of life. Unexplained death. Suddenly he was just awake and what? We don't know what happened to him. He just died. And there is no medical proof. There is no reason why it happened to him. No idea. Early death happening. You know, God has appointed a time for each one of us before that if we die. That means there is a cause. There is something that is going on. Lack of peace and torment from demons. These are some of the examples of the causes. Let's take that little further this morning with the help of the word of God from Deuteronomy chapter 28. Cause number one, emotional instability. God says, if you do not obey my voice, may it be our generation, may it be our parents, may it be our grandparents, may it be any of our forefathers, if they did not obey the voice of the Lord, Deuteronomy 28, 28 says, The Lord will strike you with madness and blindness and confusion of heart. What are those three? Madness, blindness, and confusion of heart. He talks about emotional instability. You know, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord, what's going to come upon our lives and what's going to come upon the life of our parents is this emotional instability. It means insanity. It means craziness, foolishness, or irritated behavior. Talking foolish things, taking foolish decisions, doing destructive things. There is an inner struggle that is happening within individuals. And eventually that comes out as a wrath, comes out as taking drastic decisions. It's an internal warfare that is happening. There's a frustration building up within. And what is the result of all this emotional instability? The result is bullying, school shooting, terrorism. It's a curse that God pronounced upon mankind because they did not obey the voice of the Lord. Number two, hereditary family sicknesses. Deuteronomy 28, 21 verse says, Bible says, if you do not obey my, my voice, the Lord will make the plague cling to you until he has consumed you from the land which you are going to possess. The Lord will strike you with consumption, with fever, with inflammation, with severe burning, reading from the word of God, severe burning fever with the sword, with the scorching and with mildew, they shall pursue you until you perish. Recurring family sicknesses, we see that in all the families today. This morning we are questioning, Lord, why? Why? Consumption. It's a wasting disease, lung disease. Tuberculosis. Ephysma. And chronic COPD. Chronic uh, obstructive pulmonary diseases. All the lung-related diseases. Lung cancer. Lung cancer, you know that it's one of the number three killers today. Bible talks about in Deuteronomy 28, 21. Inflammation. A cause which is evidenced by arthritis. And we know that inflammation on the brain that will lead to Alzheimer's disease. This nation is affected. Most of the nations are affected by this disease. After age, you know, you will get that disease. 
Where the sicknesses are coming from, Deuteronomy says, my Bible says, they are curses that God pronounced upon the land. Number three, chronic wounds. Deuteronomy 28, 27 and 35, the Lord will strike you with the boils of Egypt if you do not obey the voice of the Lord. With the tumors, with the scab and with the itch from which you cannot be healed. The Lord will strike you with the knees and on the legs with the severe boils which cannot be healed. Listen to this. And from the sole of your foot to the top of your head. You will have all the sicknesses that's a curse that God pronounced upon the land, upon the human being. Boils, cancerous tumors, itching allergies, the wounds that won't heal. And it comes, it comes over and over again. You know, these causes mainly attack the knees. How many of our parents need to go through knee surgery? Because of the cause that God pronounced on the land. It affects our legs. How many of us need to drag our legs when we walk? The soles of the feet. And it also affects brain. We're talking about this morning the curses that is pronounced by God on the land. Number four curse. Barrenness, impotence and female problems. Deuteronomy 28, 18 Bible says, Cursed shall be the fruit of your body. And the produce of your land. The increase of your cattle. And the offspring of your flocks. Now it's trying to understand what when God says body. It really doesn't mean that. Fruit of your body in Hebrew... In the original term, it's called beten. Beten means belly or the womb. So God is saying, curse shall be the fruit of your body. That means God's saying, curse be the fruit of your womb. Signs of this curse and in are infections. Listen to this, hormonal imbalances. All the menstrual problems, PMS. All the cramps and the fibroids, barrenness, miscarriage, cyst, tumor, and bladder infections, and kidney stones, and ED and the impotence in male. All these are coming from the curse that God pronounced in Deuteronomy 28 verse 18. You know, this morning we need to realize, we need to understand what we are going through at times in our lives. Curse number five, family breakdowns and divorce. Deuteronomy 28 verse 30, Bible says, you shall betroth a wife. But another man shall lie with her. You shall build a house, but you shall not dwell in it. You shall plant a vineyard, but shall not gather its grapes. That means people get married, but they don't stay together. This cause is manifested in several different ways today. It includes divorce, separation, family divisions, fights in the family between husband and wife. Family gets scattered and children are in the jail. You know, God pronounced such a curse upon the mankind if we do not follow God, if we do not obey God. Deuteronomy 28, 32, 41 Bible says, Your sons and your daughters shall be given to other people. As children grow, they are in within our control maybe for a few years and they are gone. They are gone. Your sons and your daughters shall be given to other people. We don't know what they do. We don't know who is holding them, who is having our children. No idea. Because she doesn't come home anymore. And your eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all day long. You have been waiting and waiting, thinking that your children will come. No. And there shall be no strength in your hand. Verse 41, you shall beget sons and daughters, but they shall not be yours. 
for they shall go into captivity. The curse God pronounced. Curse number six, lack and poverty and debt. Deuteronomy 28, 17, Bible says, curse shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. This is a curse on finances, insufficiency, inability to produce wealth. You know, whatever we have, little finance, it's all taken at the beginning of the month when we see, you know, salary credited credit to our account and within a few days, it's all gone. It's all gone. And we suffer, we struggle. Deuteronomy 28, 47, 48 says, Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart. Even when we serve the Lord, God expects us to serve Him with gladness, without complaint. You need to serve God with joy, with gladness of heart, for the abundance of everything that God has given. Therefore, you shall serve your enemies. If you do not do that, you will serve your enemies, whom the Lord will send against you in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in need of everything. And He will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he has destroyed you. What does it mean? Putting a yoke of iron, your enemy putting a yoke of iron upon you, it talks about the slavery of serving the creditors. We borrow from here, borrow from there, you know, borrow from all the credit unions and our credit card is filled, everything, line of credit is filled, everything is filled. And we are in bondage today. God pronounced that curse upon mankind. Somebody in our line, bloodline, did not serve God with gladness. Number seven, lack of vision, no ambition, and no direction. Deuteronomy 28, 29 says, and you shall grope at noonday. You just try to find out something, you know, you don't get that. As a blind man gropes in darkness, you shall not prosper in your ways. You shall be only oppressed and plundered continually, and no one shall serve you. You know, Bible says, you will try to find something, but you don't find it. You just go here and there without any vision without any ambition, without any direction. You know, this morning I want to ask you, how many of us are here, you know, without any proper vision in our life? Why are we here? Why did we come to this nation? What are we trying to do? We don't have any, we don't have any clue, any idea. Bible talks about us having no vision for their lives. Don't know what they're going to do, what they're going to achieve in their lifetime. That's why the leadership class is important. As a leader, you should have a vision. They don't set any goals and try to achieve them. There is no goal. There is nothing that I'm trying to achieve by end of this month. No, there is nothing. They don't worry about tomorrow. And they are lazy. And they are terribly negative people and they are called lukewarmers. Because of the curse that God has pronounced upon the land. Now being said all these things, you may think that in a way he is talking about curses. There is a reason. Because we go through everything, every bit of it in our lives, in our body. But the question is, what was done at the cross? You did not say anything about the cross. What was done at the cross? We believe that every curse is broken at the cross. Do you believe that? Yes, we believe that every curse is broken at the cross. I'm reading from Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Listen to this. Having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. And Jesus became a curse for us. And do I need to become a curse again? No, right? When Jesus became a curse already, why should I become a curse? Second Corinthians 5.17, Paul says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Can you say new creation? 
old things have passed away behold all things have become new if god says that i am new if god says all the curses broken why are we talking about this but my question is why do the curses still continue to destroy my family I know that Christ did everything at the cross. Why there is cancer in my family? Why there is arthritis in my family? Why such a sickness in my family? I say that I follow God. I know that Christ did everything at the cross. I know that I am a new creation, but my question is why? Still I am going through all those things which I listed. That's what I'm trying to find an answer this morning. What is passed on to the generations? Now it's important. just getting into the peak of this message what is important let's look at our grandparents awesome our grandparents our grandparents they pass on the sin to the current generation to us we inherit and what else they pass the sicknesses Have you come across saying that oh his mom mother had this issue and now he's having this issue I have seen you know her father going through this in the in the end of his life but now he is going through it I know his grandfather you know he just died because of that now see death has come for the same reason we know families maybe in our family sicknesses We're talking about something this reality that's happening in our lives what else characters some of the characters just exactly like your father exactly like your mother the way look at the way she looks look at the way she turns look at the way she you know she talks everything is just exactly same as her mother behavior the way look at the way she fights just exactly the same her mother fights same characters behaviors everything is same we are very faithfully pushing everything to the future generation and our children poor little children they do not grow they do not know they just grow up and they end up in inheriting all this now what is the remedy what was happened at the cross what happened at the cross let's look at that at the cross we know that jesus died for our sins and when we come to jesus does he forgive our sins yes what percentage he forgives 80 percentage he forgives he forgives all our sins so sins listen to this cannot really be transmitted to your generation because jesus forgives all the sins listen to this if jesus doesn't forgive the sins 100% nobody can go to heaven because sin doesn't enter into heaven sickness we talked about that a couple of weeks back sickness what did jesus do at this cross he died for our sickness yes no Yes, Jesus died for our sickness, but his death doesn't heal us all the time, 100%. It brings us temporary healing. If Jesus death heals us 100% all the time, then nobody will die. Jesus death heals us partially, temporary healing. You pray to God, God heals, and you may die tomorrow with the same sickness. No guarantee. sickness is partially the remaining sickness is passed on to the generation what about characters jesus died at the cross the day one when you receive jesus christ whether all the character will be changed completely no 
Now, new creation, you are right. But nothing gets changed. You are the same person. You just do hallelujah, praise the Lord. Everything here in the church. When you go out, you are the same old person. Character doesn't change. By what Jesus did at the cross, direct, in a direct way. Think about it. So characters and behaviors are not changed at the moment you accept Jesus Christ. That's the problem today in Christianity. The moment they accept Jesus Christ, they are brought to the stage and come on, you lead us in worship today and they will jump up and down. And who, who comes inside? The devil, nobody else. Because you have a character that has to be changed. That's not changed. And before that, you cannot touch anything that is of God. Your character has to be changed. And it doesn't change all of a sudden. It takes time. So what is passed on 100%? The characters, the good and the bad we are talking about, are passed on to the generation. Now you can pray and you can nullify all the sins. You can pray and you can nullify most of the sicknesses. But characters, characters doesn't change. Where does the character come from? Let's quickly look chapter, chapter six, 6 verse 44. Bible says every tree is known by its fruit. The fruit refers to the character. Can you say that? The fruit refers to the character. So our character defines our lives, who we are. Most of the characters are inherited from the parents, as I said, as we know. Through a process called genetic transmission. Most of us know about it. In which the genes are transmitted from both the parents. Do you know about that? Genes are transmitted from both the parents. Little bit genetics this morning before we close. Okay, before we pray. Half of the body, <laughs> half of the baby's gene comes from the, come on nurses, from the? dad or mother and half of them come from the father now the baby's parents they also would have inherited genes from their parents so if you take a baby at any moment one quarter of each person's gene is from the grandparent one quarter of the gene from is from the grandparent that's how we inherited we inherit genetically this is science this is well proven medical science and each human cells contain how many chromosomes? Answer me. 23 pairs, 46 chromosomes. And during conception, the father gives 23 chromosomes. And the mother gives another 23 chromosomes. And they meet together and they form how many? 46 or 20 chromosomes or 23 pairs. Now these 23 pairs of chromosomes they make the blueprint of who Davis, who Luther is, who Balin is, who Chella is. These 23 chromosomes, they make the pair. And one pair of chromosome out of these 23, they determine the gender. The one pair of the 23 chromosome, they determine the gender. And when mother's X chromosome meets with the father's X chromosome, the baby is? Okay, let me come again. We have trouble here. We have trouble between the medical students, sorry, medical professionals and the IT professionals. <laughs> IT professionals, they say that when X chromosome meets Y chromosome and they say that it is going to be a girl. 
Okay. I, sorry, sorry, IT guys. Now I need to listen to the medical guys now. Okay, when X chromosome meets, another X chromosome is going to be a? Girl, better agree to that. I know it's hard, but let's do it. That's how it is. When mother's X chromosome meets father's Y chromosome, it's going to be? Boy, you know, next time we be careful, okay? Now, that's how it is transmitted. We need a little bit of genetics here, okay? Let's come back now. We talked about characters. The blueprint is already there in our lives. Now, we talk about the character, sin, and the sickness cycle. We know cross forgives our sins and heals, temporarily heals our sicknesses. But characters need to be changed. I'm, I'm about to close now, soon. Characters, about to be about, characters need to be changed. The characters are passed on to the generations. They also casually carry the associated sicknesses and sins because characters, they also define our behavior. And these characters, they pass on to the generations. They become strongholds in our lives. And our characters are the transporters. Our characters affect our future generation. It is already affected. My, the character of my parents and my grandparents have already affected me. And our characters affect our future generation. Our characters are the carriers of sin and sickness that I'm dealing with. And we really need to work on the characters. Sin, we need God's grace for forgiveness. Sickness, we have medical help. And above all, we need the help from God. We can't do much. But character, God cannot do anything. We need to do. We need to work on the characters. What are those characters leading to sin and sickness? This morning I have listed a couple of them for our help. We need to really work on these characters. And these characters are the reason for the sickness in our body. And these characters come from our forefathers. And I deal with all this today. And if I don't find a solution for these characters, they are going to go to my children. The, the already those who are born and those who are still coming into the world. What are these characters? We don't have time to go through all this. Anger, laziness, jealousy, greediness, rebellion, pride, gossip, backbiting. Judging. Can I have a million here? Melvin. Uh, judging, abuse, disobedience. All these kinds of characters that we have today. I have a list so that you can take that list and we are going to pray for that now. Think about my meantime, look at the list now. Try to identify the kind of characters that we deal with in our lives. And we know, we know these characters. Arguing. We keep on arguing. Love of money. Selfishness. Gluttony, we just want to eat, 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 eat until it tops up here, right? And we only want to top up over that. Dirty language, easily provoked, irritated, lying, stingy, bad attitude, stubbornness. No? No? Means no. Unforgiving, anxiety, bitterness, immorality, addiction, no fear of God, mocking or criticizing others. Dishonoring parents, doubting, lust. There are many more. There are 400, 600. There are many lists available. But this morning, I just want to narrow it down as we close. Just want to look at those characters this morning. 
And we know that these are the characters they are responsible for what we are going through today in our life. Right, so just hold on to that, hold on to that. We are just going to pray for that now. So let's move on to the next slide, the final slide before we close. This is important because we need to know what we are going to pray for, okay? How do we break the chain? Listen to this. Now we are coming to an answer for the question. How do we break the chain? Can you ask me, how do you break the chain? Can you ask me, look at me and ask me, how do you break the chain? Okay, how do you break the chain? Ask me again, how do you? How do you break the chain? How do you break the chain? Okay, so that's what you're trying to find out now. Now, by changing our behavior. Can you say that with me? By changing our behavior. Because the characters are the transporters of the sin and the sickness in our body. Because they are not dealt with when we met cross. When we met Christ at the cross. This had to be dealt with by us. Now, how do we change the character? Behavior, it's important. Listen to this. When we allow, number one, God's word to work in our lives. You can pray, sit and pray, Lord, pour your blood upon me, Lord, pour your blood upon me. God may pour your blood upon me, but that doesn't change the character. You may pray that, Lord, anoint me with the Holy Ghost, Lord, and speak in tongues for the entire day. Nothing will change. Nothing will change. That's the main problem of Christianity today. That's the main problem of Pentecostalism today. The moment we think that we are getting anointed, we think that we are holy. No, we are not holy. No. Just the beginning. How do we get changed? How do we change our characters? Reading and meditating God's word. Psalm 1. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. And he shall be like a plant, the tree that is planted by the side of the river, giving fruits in its season. Who gives fruit? Who produces good characters? Those who read. Can you repeat that with me? Those who read. And meditate God's word. You know, as we read and meditate God's word, this will change the character. Because the word of God is a mirror. When you look into the word of God, you see your behavior. You see your character there in the word of God. That's the reason reading word of God and meditating word of God is important, number one. Number two, not just that, walking according to the word of God. Walking, we're talking about how do we change our characters. James 1.22 Bible says, But be doers of the word and not just hearers only, deceiving yourselves. At times we think that, you know, we come and listen and listen to a message or you listen to a message, you know, in the internet or you just encourage, get encouraged by, by what joy is sending you every day morning. That doesn't change you at all. It may give you a goosebump. It may feel that you are just inspired, you are ready to go. That doesn't change your character. You can sit and listen to me all the day, but nothing is going to change. What can change your life and my life is this mirror, the word of God. Read and meditate the word of God. You see our character changing. I don't know whether ever somebody preached, whether somebody told Walking according to the word of God. When we practice something, when we study something, when God speaks to us something, Try to do it. It's not easy. We need to control ourselves. We need to give everything for the sake of doing what God wants us to do. Practicing everything. That will change our characters. That's the reason to many families when we counsel, we say that shut the TV off. 
They say that I'm sitting in front of this TV, that TV and listening to the word of God every day and night and listening, listening, listening. Nothing will change no matter what you listen. No matter even if angel of God comes and speaks to you, not going to change. What can change our lives is back to Bible. Take the word of God and start reading and meditating and try to walk in what God's showing us. Secondly, asking God to change us in prayer. That's only a second step. Now when the character changes, the associated sicknesses and all the, all the curses will be broken down. I don't have time to link all these characters to a sickness, but I can do that. If you have sickness in your body, this is your character. That's what you need to set right. And I want you to take that list home. Meditate in prayer and ask God, Lord, what should I change in me? And that will bring blessing to you and me. So now we know the answer. How do we break the generational curses? By changing our characters with the help of the word of God and by praying. Shall we all stand for a moment?